Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome. The Facts and Blog and Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Facts and Podcast. We're on episode 55 now. 55. Uh, season two. And me and Dustin have a super exciting guest today. She's one of my favorite people in the industry right now. She's got an awesome blog that combines two of my favorite things in the world, okay? Wine and guns. So we'd like to welcome Monica Newman of Pino and Pistols to the podcast. Hi, Monica. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Now, uh, just let everyone know, where are you joining us from? Where are you at right now? Yeah, I am in the Portland, Oregon metro area, um, and it is just a beautiful fall day today. It's nice and cloudy, very classic Oregon. Yay. It's awesome. Yay. We're, we're, we're dealing with summer part two yes. right now. It was nice this weekend, and then I got to 90 again, so we're kind of over it's it. It's a little, little, oh little muggy. Well, Monica, uh, you know, super excited to have you. Glad that Emily was able to uh, track you down and get you on the show this week. But just to, you know, get started, if you want to mind just giving people like your thousand foot view, you know, bio, how did you, you know, get into firearms and then kind of what uh, brought you to having this, uh, you know, having this brand, if you will, online, this, this idea of uh, Pino and pistols and, and how that took form. Yeah, absolutely. So I did not grow up around guns at all. I'm from San Jose, California. Guns were not a part of our lives in any way. Um, and then I moved to Oregon about seven years ago. And it was at that point that I was living alone for the first time in my life, kind of exploring the state for the first time, like by myself, doing all these things by myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if something happened, I would have no way to defend myself like at all. And that totally freaked me out. So about four and a half, five years ago, I started working with um, a private instructor, just like getting into guns. I wasn't necessarily thinking about concealed carry at that time, but I definitely wanted something for home defense. And then kind of immediately I was like, okay, this is something I'm super comfortable with. I enjoy it. Um, and then I went down a concealed carry path. And about that time that I was getting my concealed carry permit, um, you know, I wanted to post more about the firearm side of my life and all the things that I was learning. But being from where I'm from, and even in the Portland area now, uh, a lot of the people in my life weren't super gun friendly. And so when I started posting about stuff, I got a lot of flack. It was not fun at all. So I decided to start another page where I could post about my journey into firearms and you know interact with the community and all of that. But I wanted to like put a little bit of a spin on it. Um, so I was just brainstorming ideas one day and I, I saw, I really like alliteration. So I was like <laughs> writing down words that started with the same letter, right? And I saw Pino and pistols next to each other on the page. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's it. It's perfect. Um, because here in Oregon, in the area where I live in, uh, big wine region and known for Pinot Noir. And I love Pinot Noir. And so, uh, yeah, that's kind of how Pino and pistols was born. And uh, just took it from there. And it's uh, it's been a bit of a, a journey. <laughs> yeah. Coming up four years now of the page and the blog. So, yeah, Very it's good. been fun. That's awesome. And then, you know, when you when you talked about not growing up, you know, with with firearms or, or what have you and getting into it in adult life, was that just more, you know, you, your family was like against it or they just weren't really active in it, didn't care either way? You know, it, it's been kind of interesting throughout all these 55 episodes. And when we have folks that we haven't talked to before on, you know, some of them, they they totally grew up with it and it was just really part of their lives and then we you know we've had people too in the past that you know grew up in families that were kind of 
adamantly against firearm ownership and mm-hmm. then they just kind of came to a realization maybe even much like yourself where hey i'm on my own for the first time what do i do for defense what do i do to take care of myself you know so what was that you know uh atmosphere like for you growing up yeah it's kind of funny because my dad is actually from oregon so all of my extended family is here and most of them are into guns you know they're hunters um they're all in ag for the most part so they have land where they can go and shoot and they were kind of my first intro into guns so my extended family like cool awesome my immediate family not i wouldn't say they're anti-gun by any means it just like wasn't a part of our lives like it was never something that we talked about my dad grew up hunting but being in san jose california there's not a lot of opportunity for that kind of stuff um so yeah it just like it was just never really something that we talked about mm-hmm. um but my dad's cool with all of this like he thinks it's awesome <laughs> so, <laughs> well it is awesome yeah yeah i haven't taken him to the range yet though i need to find a time for him to come and visit i gotta get him out to the range yeah yeah Yeah. well and i love i love hearing that too especially you know we've talked a lot on previous episodes but you know we'll talk about it again this episode you know we've seen such a big surge in new gun ownership this last year or two and i think you know in this industry being someone who did grow up around firearms and did grow up shooting competitively with my family, it's one of those things, you know, we kind of forget that everybody hasn't been doing this their whole lives. And especially you, you know, I like I started working with you on a lockdown shoot. You know, that's when I met you. I got to meet you at a you know, writer's event. Like I, I've, you know, talked to you a bunch of times and I've ne- I never knew that you're actually like fairly new to this community because I think I think we tend to kind of assume that we've all just been here forever. Uh, but I think, you know, that's a really awesome take on it is being able to, you know, say, yeah, I, I did not grow up around this. This is not something that I have been around my whole life, but here I am, you know, showing people how I do things. And I, I love that. I think it's, I think it's what a lot of people are doing right now. Like everybody, there's so many new gun owners. And I think I, I would love to know what you think about being someone who has done it, who has, had no not previous knowledge you know what how did you kind of jump in so what was like your first steps because I think a lot of people listening to this will want to know oh well if she can do it can I do it so what do you think yeah absolutely I mean it can be really intimidating and that's kind of the whole thing that I wanted to show with my page both on the wine side and the firearm side it's like these topics don't have to be as intimidating as they seem um and the firearms community is so amazing like there there certainly is a lot of competition and it can be a little catty sometimes um but especially among like the women that I've met via Instagram it's like I couldn't have done it without this community hundred percent. So I'm, I'm so glad that I like decided to do this and found this space, but yeah, for me, I mean, getting started, um, you know, it was scary. Like I was afraid of guns and I didn't really have a good reason to be afraid of them. I just didn't know. And so like the first step for me is always just to learn like the basics. I'm like, like show me how a firearm operates, like teach me about gun safety, those kinds of things. And luckily I had friends at that time that were firearms instructors. So I got to start with people that I trust. And I think that's huge. Um, being able to, you know, feel comfortable with the people that you're with. For me, that just creates a better environment for learning, especially when we're dealing with something like firearms. Um, so yeah, that's really how I got started. And then it can, again, it can feel like really overwhelming when you're first getting started because there's so much to learn. There's so many different platforms. There's like, it's like, which way do I go? And I think just like being able to take those baby steps is, 
is like really, I mean, that's the only way to do it. Like one bite at a time, uh, you can't do it all at once. So just getting started and then going from there is really kind of how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Education, hundred percent. I'm, I'm all about education, especially with firearms. You know, I think I've mentioned before, I used to teach some basic firearms classes uh, when I was at Georgia Southern and, uh, you know, my women's class was always the most exciting, but it's exactly like you said, you want to have an instructor that you trust and you want to be around people that you're comfortable with. You know, so I always encourage people, especially women that are just getting started in the shooting sports or in concealed carry EDC, just, you know, knowing how a firearm works, you know, find an instructor, that you, that you like, you know, find, go, you know, research some classes, see what people are saying, um, you know, and find a good class that you think would fit you really well. You know, people, I think, uh, like to assume that there aren't really a lot of opportunities out there for firearms education right now. There are so many classes you can take. If you look, you know, online, I mean, we've got awesome resources now with social media, you know, find a class near you, see what other people are saying about, you know, that indoor range that you're thinking about checking out, you know, especially as new firearms owners are coming into this space. It can be scary. Like you said, especially as a woman, because you know, we're, we're constantly facing that trope of, you know, we go into a gun shop and these guys behind the counter assume that we don't know what we want and they're just going to try to sell us the smallest cutest little pistol there and as we both know that is not always the best idea (laughs) not the best I I think luckily we're at a point now where you know there's so many options for women and um, we're kind of starting to like break away from that mindset that you were just describing yeah um, which awesome because like I've talked to women who've been concealed carrying for like 10, 15 years. And it was so different when they first got started. But now it's like, we have all of these resources. We have so many products that are like made for women. There's so many women, you know, like me and like you on the internet talking about this stuff. And so it's really easy to find the information and to find, you know, people that you feel like you can learn from. You know, one thing I was interested in looking at your site is just kind of how you I mean, frame it all. I mean, obviously you have the the Pinot and Pistols piece, but then you do your articles kind of in their own little tent post. You know, you have some stuff on preparedness and some stuff on wine in general. And then you have some stuff like I saw some recent articles about concealed carry and just like carrying in the car and things like that. How did you how did you, you know, set out or did you do it on purpose to kind of have those kind of tent posts in your brand uh, to be like, okay, these are the areas that I'm going to focus in. And this is the content I'm going to feed to those areas. Yeah. I mean, most of it for me is just real life. Like these are the things that I'm encountering in my day to day. Like, you know, so it's easy in that sense because it's like, this is like the real stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I also go based on like what my followers are asking me about. Like, for example, the concealed carry in the car series that I've been doing, like I've had so many people ask me questions about like, how do you do this? Like, what should I do? And so that's how I got that started. So it's, it's a little bit of a mix of just like what's on my mind and what I'm facing day to day. And then like the kinds of questions that I'm getting from other people in my community. 
Yeah, I think it's important that we mention Monica is like a jack of all trades. She's like <laughs> on her channel woodworking and she's like on her channel drinking wine and she's on her channel showing us how to conceal carry in the car and she's graphic design it. I mean, like I just I was telling you before we even started this podcast, I was like, I was like, I just look at your channel sometimes and I'm like, this is beautiful. It's like a work of art. So if you haven't seen Monica's channel, Pinot and Pistols, definitely go check it out because it's going to have something for everybody. I love wine. I love of guns I'm, I'm all I'm on board but I think that's so cool you know that it's it is it's just your life so it, that should make this process does it make the process easier or harder when you're when you're planning out this content is it almost harder because it is so natural you're trying to kind of frame it right or I think the difficult thing for me has been the whole like planning aspect of it like when I sit down and try to come up with like a content calendar for the month I like, I get stuck sometimes because like, it truly is just day to day. Like I don't really, I'm trying to now, but I don't really ever plan out my content. It's just like, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. I'm like, okay, this is what's on my mind today. Like, this is my outfit of the day, you know, those kinds of things. So when I try to like put structure around it, things feel more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, I think too, like I've been trying to narrow things down because I felt like I was, I was talking because it is my life. I've been talking about like so many different things. Like I started a garden this year and I'm doing all this self-reliance work and like this, that, and the other thing. But uh, like it was getting to be a little too much, you know? And so I'm like, I'm having to dial it back a little bit. But then people are like, wait, I thought you were how's working. Your garden? Like, what are you right now? like, how's the garden doing this, that, and the other? So, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's cool to hear, though, that they have that feedback, you know, that they're interested, you know, in your story and in your progress mm -hmm. and, and in your projects. You know, the you know, one of the um, questions that I had, because when when I think of anybody writing on wine and I saw in your bio that it's like, you know, you're not like a sommelier or anything. You didn't go to school for it or whatever. But I'm telling you, much like a lot of gun owners, wine people can be intense and like <laughs> yeah, you like, show us like the two most intense groups of fans like yeah. especially yeah. like a specific type of wine too so you've got like your pinot noir fans and you've got your gun fans and you're like yeah i mean those specific people i mean yeah there's just like so many you know details with it and especially for the people who aren't necessarily interested in growing those respective communities they like to play stump and be like i'm better than you i'm smarter than you and you're an idiot you know how <laughs> oh, dare you, like you drink that, that red table wine <laughs> oh, or how you dare like you carry wine? a 380 or whatever mm -hmm. you know so i mean what are some of the the parallels that you've seen just like in those uh communities and and what do you think are some of the the you know do, do firearms and wine kind of share some of the same barriers to entry you know for that type of fandom for that type of community yeah i mean i think like you just mentioned it's like there's so many people that know so much yeah <laughs> and it's almost like from from a beginner's perspective it's like oh well, i can't talk about wine because i don't know as much as that person or i can't talk about firearms because i don't know as much as that person but i mean really like people need to see the journey like so many people compare their beginning to somebody else's middle or somebody else's end and it's like that's not how we should be really going about this that's not the best way to learn and so i'm glad that i've been able to kind of like start from the beginning and take people along with me as I go. But it's like, I don't, I don't want to go to school for wine. I don't want to, you know, do all these things. Like I just want to be able to enjoy it and like share what I'm learning along the way. Um, and I think people do appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, 
I don't have anything bad to say necessarily, but both communities are just so supportive in certain, in certain ways to beginners. It's like, you meet someone that's like, oh yeah, I've been shooting guns my whole life. You're a beginner. Let me help you. Like, let me teach you. Same thing on the wine side. Like I've become friends with this group of like local wine people here and I'm the youngest one in the group. I have the smallest wine collection of the group. Like I have the least amount of wine education out of the whole group, but like they have been, they're like, okay, we're going to show you the way. And so I found that kind of on both sides, which has been just so amazing. I think, I think that's like, you know, so that's another misconception. I think there are, yes, some people that are know-it-alls and some people that don't want new people in, in the groups, in the industry. But, you know, as a person who I've kind of jumped from different firearms to others. So like I was in clay target sports and then I was in, you know, basic pistol instruction. And then I was, you know, it's like, I've been in all these different groups and, you know, every time I meet people and I don't, I don't know as much as them, honestly, I've only been greeted with a lot of support. And I think, I think it's exactly like you said, you know, for the most part, you get to meet awesome people in this industry. And it's awesome that wine's like that too, you know, that you get to meet people that really do want to bring you on this journey. And I loved what you said about, you know, it's important to not compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end. I think that's important. I mean, in life in general, but also in firearms, you know, it's, it's one of those things you can't compare yourself to someone who's been carrying their whole life. You can't compare yourself to, you know, some big time instructor. You, you are on your own journey. And I kind of, I told, uh, on our last episode, uh, we had a pistol instructor on or a firearms instructor on, and I told him, you know, I'm never done learning. I feel like you know, when, if there's a day that I think I know, I know it all, that's, I've like failed, you know, I, I'm always learning. I, I never think I know everything. And I feel like you kind of take that approach too. you know, every, I see like every blog post, every article, you know, you're never like, this is, I've learned all this and I know this now you're always like, these are some options and opportunities and some things I've learned and some things I've tried. And that's, that's what I love about your channel. I think we can all learn so much from what you're doing. Because you're kind of doing this trial and error. We're on this, exactly like you said, we're on this journey with you. So we're getting to see all of it in practice. Yeah. And I think it's so important to do that trial and error. Like a lot of people want to skip that step. They're like, oh, well, this is what somebody else did. So I'm going to do exactly that thing. But really like you need to go and put in the work and figure it out for yourself. Like that's the only way that you're going to improve, like in, in any area in life, like you can't just take what somebody else did. You really have to go and do it. And so that's a lot of what I talk about. It's like, yes, this is what works for me, but you need to go and put in your effort too on your side. Especially Um, with concealed carry, especially with concealed carry. Yeah. What's your, what's been your, what's been your journey with concealed carry? Cause I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about concealed carry. And I think that's, you know, you talk about a lot of things on your channel, but I think when one area you cover really well is concealed carry for women specifically in different Mm -hmm. scenarios. So what, talk us through like your process of learning through concealed carry. Cause I just love learning about that. Yeah. So when I was first getting started, um, with, you know, classes and instruction and stuff like that, I was shooting a full size firearm. I'm like, okay, cool. But also like, this is not going to be realistic for me if I want to conceal carry. So I would go to the range and like rent like five guns, like subcompact single stack. Like I kind of narrowed down like my requirements and I rented things that fit those requirements. Right. Um, and then I was kind of able to figure out, okay, what fits my hand? Well, like, what do I like to shoot this, that, and the other thing. And my first carry gun was a Glock 43. Um, his name is Gus. I name all of my guns. It's a thing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 
It's funny though, because I actually bought my first holster before I had my first gun. It's like, I knew I was going to get, I knew what I was going to get. And there was a long lead time for the holster. So I ordered the holster first and I ended up getting the holster before I got the gun. And then like, as soon as I got the gun, I took it to the range first day. Like I did some dry practice at home. You know, I practiced with the holster. I practiced some draw stuff and I carried like that first day. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, (laughs) (laughs) but I was just at a point where like, okay, I want to do this. Like I'm comfortable. Um, I I don't think I carried chambered that first day. Like that took me a minute. Um, and and I'll get to that, but I kind of just dove right in. And I think for me, like, that's just the way I do it. Like I, I learn and I prepare, but then like, there's like a switch that flips and I'm like, okay, we're, we're going head first. Like we're doing it. And so that's just kind of how I did it. But yeah, I mean, I look back and like, I was carrying with just like a standard belt, like a random belt that I had in my closet for like years. (laughs) Now I know better. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But like back then I was like, I don't know, whatever, I'll just do it. So yeah, a lot of that trial and error and just, you know, there's so many amazing women on Instagram posting about their concealed carry journey. And so Emily from style me tactical was like the first person I found. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to try the things that she's talking about. I'm going to do what she's doing sort of, but like with my own spin on it. Right. Um, so like, I just started seeing, like looking at what other women are doing. I think that, you know, as women, um, we get a lot of input from men on conceal carry and that's great. Like I have learned so much from men, like, like I'm not knocking them at all, but sometimes they just don't get how things need to be different for us. Yeah. Our bodies are a little different. So yeah, yeah we have other things to take into consideration. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, like I just leveraged, you know, the ladies in my community that were already doing it, that maybe had more experience than I did. Um, and then I kind of, you know, tried it, tweaked it, you know, took the next step, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that it can also be challenging for women concealed carrying because there's so many products on the market targeted towards women that, especially in terms of like holsters and things like that, that aren't necessarily safe. So many pretty colors. Gosh, I get distracted. They're shiny. I don't All of that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, we have all these like soft-sided holsters being shoved in our face and it's like, maybe we should not do that. Um, so it, it can be a little bit difficult to kind of wade through the BS. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, once you have kind of your, um, like basic requirements down on like all the things that you're doing, it makes it easy to wade through all that stuff. Cause you're like, okay, that doesn't have, you know, a hard sided trigger protection situation happening. So I'm not even going to think about those types of products. And then you can kind of you know, forge your own path. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it can be kind of difficult to get through, get through the feedback from men and, and the subpar products made for and, and it is <laughs> trippy. It's trippy how many different like holsters, like you said, I mean, you obviously need to draw the line on safety mm-hmm. and like, are these valid options? But mm-hmm. I know like, you know, you'll get on Instagram or something and you'll see a post where it's just like, it's a woman like in a cocktail dress and all of a sudden she's just pulling guns out of everywhere. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like what? it's like, what's happening? You know, all like the drawing, you know, photos and videos for dudes is just like appendix carry side carry back right. carry belt or whatever. And then she's like, boom, boom, purse, foot, ankle. Like <laughs> it, it's bananas. Um, but that is something that I think, uh, you know, is, is interesting for, 
for me to hear because I mean, one, I think there are a lot of um, subjective opinions on concealed carry that get made objective unnecessarily. So, yeah. you know, when it when people are, you know, talking about, like you said, once you get through the safety issues, once you get through the valid the validity of uh, certain products, it starts getting into touchy territory with some people, you know, even down to what caliber are you carrying and, and things yeah. like that. And and people get so intense about it. And like you said, you know, I got to think about what works for me, not just as a woman, just as a person living the lifestyle that I lead, you know, wearing the types of things I have to wear, you know, doing the types of things that I have to do, what's going to make that, you know, make concealed carry a, a viable option. Right. Yeah. We all have a variety of factors that we have to take into consideration and we're all different. It's like, I don't have kids, but because I'm a woman, I have so many people coming to me asking me about concealed carry when they're pregnant or concealed carrying around their kids. I'm like, I don't know. Like I am not the best person to ask that question. Um, but yeah, we get, we get bucketed, I think by our gender sometimes when it comes to these kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, just like finding people with similar journeys, in your community like that that's been one of the biggest things that has helped me and that's what i encourage others to do as well like find your people yeah. um and you know share best practices share knowledge share what you're learning you know ask questions big one ask all the questions um, yes never any so. never any dumb questions and i think um one of your yeah. most recent posts you know this will probably air in a few days but your most recent post as of today uh you kind of listed some of those instagram accounts that are some yeah. other women in the space that you enjoy seeing what they're posting and you learn from. So, uh-huh. you know, if you guys go to Monica's Instagram at Pino and Pistols, you can kind of look at that latest post. It's one of her videos that she does so well. And she kind of talks about, you know, how women in this community, we need to support each other and that you've received so much support and some of the channels that you enjoy. So definitely a good resource for us to go look at. And for anyone listening to this, if you you want to look at some of those channels that Monica's mentioning, she's got those listed on there. Um, you know, I, I love working with other awesome women like you, you know, getting your voices heard. Cause I think, I think sometimes those voices can get lost in the, in the big mix of the gun industry. So um, I'm super excited to kind of highlight that today, but um, just as we kind of wrap up, so I'd love to hear, you know, I know it's tough to kind of consolidate into three, but your top three tips for a new firearms owner. So what do you think if, if someone bought a gun, they're like, okay, I have this new gun. I want to learn about concealed carry, you know, EDC. What, what are three big tips that you would give them starting out as someone who's done it? Yeah, I'd say number one, get formal training early and often. <laughs> um, that's definitely a big one. Like, we see so many people, women especially, who are learning from their dad or their brother or their boyfriend or their spouse or whatever it is. And that's great, but they also end up with a lot of bad habits because mm-hmm. they're one that's not necessarily qualified to be teaching. Um, so I think, you know, s- supplement your training for sure with those fun range days with your family and friends and whoever it is, but definitely get that formal training early so you can build the right foundation and you won't have to like break a whole bunch of bad habits later on. Um, 
Let's see. I would say number two, train often. I know I kind of said that I sound like a broken record most of the time, but, um, you know, it's not always realistic to get, to get the range every week or every month even. So like find ways to incorporate training into your everyday life. Like for me, um, like when I get dressed, when I put on my setup for the day, I do a few dry draws just to make sure everything's, you know, how it needs to be. And I do a lot of dry fire practice at home, like a lot. (laughs) So just like finding ways to incorporate that training into your day-to-day life and like make it normal. Like it can help you make massive progress as a shooter and as a concealed carrier. And then, um, let's see, number three, I would say just like find your community. Again, that's a lot of what we talked about that today, but I think that's super important. Um, you know, finding people that, um, you can learn from or that you can help teach or that can just like be your support system along the way. That's like super key. Very good. And we'll have links to uh, all of your profiles and website and everything in the show notes. You could go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 55. And also this week, we do have a little giveaway for you. We are giving away a set of uh, Caldwell Emac Shadow Hearing Protection, as well as a BioLite Alpenglow Camping Light from our friends at Seven Hills Outfitters. So again, if you go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 55 you'll find all the links uh, to everything that monica mentioned today and all of her profiles as well as the entry link for the giveaway so monica thank you so much for joining us thank and, you uh, monica it's always good yeah. to chat with you but i'm so always glad. nice to see you yeah thank so you so glad. much for having me of course i'm up, I'm up. the facts and blogging